Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Real Estate Investing Mastery. Really glad you're here. Uh, it's a beautiful day outside right now. I'm looking outside my window, and I'm just so grateful to, uh, to be alive. I'm grateful for this business that allows me to work from home. The coffee is better at home. The uh, bathrooms are cleaner at home. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have uh, cubicles or cubic hells, as I call them, that I have to work out of. And I get to uh, drink a beer in the middle of the day once in a while if I want. Or, oh, they allow that? Yeah, my, they allow that here. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, we have a local pub. I go there um, and work from the pub. <laughs> wow, that's like the opposite of Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just depends on what kind of day I'm having, I guess. But uh, anyway, Alex, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be uh, back in the saddle, so to speak. I've missed uh, doing the podcast over the last uh, few times, and I'm glad to be back. We're glad to have you back, man. We really are. I appreciate are. that. Everybody's missed you. I've shed a few tears. <laughs> I keep a box of tissues next to my desk whenever I do an interview with anybody, and you're not here. <laughs> you just you have a picture there, and you just look at it and smile occasionally. <laughs> yeah, and I touch it with my fingers. <laughs> So, Alex, you're you're in New York. You just got back from Turkmenistan, Eco, or something, right? Yeah, Turks, Turks and Caicos, actually. Okay, and then where is that? That is somewhere in the Caribbean. I'm actually not 100 percent sure where it is. Oh, um, okay, but uh, it's really nice. It's really hot, and uh, it was an all-inclusive resort. So, all the food you can eat, all, anything you want, all water sports, child care. Mm -hmm nannies, whatever you wanted. It was wow. there for your partaking. <laughs> Just uh, your wife and your kids? My wife and my kids, yeah. It was our 10-year wedding anniversary. Congratulations, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. So you were there for a week? Did you? It was hot, but even though you're on the beach, was it, were you still able to cool down a little bit? Or? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, it's got water. There's water parks all built into it as well, and then there's the beach, and then there was like eight different pools that you can go to in eight different villages within the resort. So it was, have you ever heard of uh, sandals or beaches? Yeah. Uh, that's what it was. Wow, nice. Yeah, beaches Beaches is great. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. We're talking about doing a Disney cruise with my wife and kids. Maybe You might be somewhere in that price tag of the beaches, <laughs> and that might be more worth it than the cruise because the cruise – you get this teeny tiny little room, and you can sit on the toilet, answer the front door, and take a shower all at the same time. <laughs> all within an arm's length. <laughs> That's it. It's like your command. The bathroom is your command center. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That sounds like a place I lived when right after my wife and I got married, and we were in Prague. Uh, ah. we, we had this little small one-bedroom uh, apartment or flat. And yeah, the, the, the sink in the bathroom was our also our kitchen sink. <laughs> but Yeah, so you seriously might want to consider mm. uh beaches, but they book up like a year in advance, so <laughs> Wow. But it's kid friendly. They have a lot of things for oh, kids. Absolutely. I mean the thing is you they have a kids camp 
and they and they have um, the the characters that come to the kids camp, all the Sesame Street characters, and they have an activity every day that they do with them. Or you could just leave them there. It's like a you know a daycare type thing, and they do play games with them. You know, walk them around. You could even get a private nanny if you wanted for a little bit extra, and then they would you know just watch them throughout the day if you wanted. We just we spent time with them during the day and then like for a nice dinner at night we would just, you know, drop them off with the with with at the kids camp or uh, if the baby was sleeping in the room we would get a nanny and then she would just come sit in the room while the baby was sleeping so we just knew, you know, that everything was okay. Well, good. You got some you got some well-deserved R&R. Sounds oh like. yeah. Yeah, I'm re- I'm re- rearing and ready to go when I get back to ramp everything up again with marketing and you know different uh, business plans and and whatnot so uh, it was really good recharging the batteries time was your uh, va still working that week yeah he was um i hadn't done a big mail drop in the last few weeks so um because right now you know i normally get real quest and real quest is where i get all my data from but now i know i can get every piece of information from the city on a CD in one shot. So I can go down to the city and say, and, and now I could do like a mail blast of like 50,000 rather than be being limited by real quest and, you know, being only be able to pull 5,000 at a time. So I can really open up the floodgates right now. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, we got a guest on, who's going to be talking about how to get some really good motivated seller leads. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that system. Um, and um, it looks, very cool. I'm looking forward to talking to him. But let me tell you something, what I've been doing. I've been ramping up my marketing again here in St. Louis. I got an acquisitions manager now. Great guy working for me. And he's basically... get me one of those. Well, they're good. <laughs> they're good to have. Because uh, he's been helping me just answering the phones. Um, all of my leads go through uh, something like Ring Central or Freedom Voice. Gets routed right to his cell phone. So he's answering the phone all day from sellers. And uh, you know what we've been doing? Just, What's that? Just plain old-fashioned, boring, picking up the phone and calling realtors and property managers and investors. Wow, and that is pretty boring. Pretty boring and old-fashioned. <laughs> but you know what? It works. You know what else we've hey. been doing? I, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. That this is, oh, let me in. This is amazing, and, and I don't even know if I should tell anybody this, but it's working like crazy gangbusters right now. Wow. Um, are you ready for this? I think I am. No, in all, in all seriousness, all <laughs> we do is we go to Zillow, and every day we look up our favorite zip codes and find the houses that are listed for rent. And the new ones, you know, the new ones that just came up. And I have a local yeah. assistant who will look up the, uh, the new letters, the, the new properties that came online for rent in Zillow, and we'll look up the owner's information online, you know, in the county records, because yeah. they're, they're free here. And we'll just send that owner a, a, a letter, a yellow letter. Hey, I want to buy your house at 123 Main Street. Give me a call. Thanks. Okay, guess what our response rate is, Alex? What has it been? 20%. Wow, that's a great response rate. 20%. And we're sending about 20 to 30 a day. All right, what about deal percentage? Well, we got four under contract in the last two weeks. And those are two, lease option deals? No, two are lease purchase and two are... We're trying to wholesale them to some cash buyers. Now you got some good numbers on those. Yeah, you know the uh, we're, we're these are properties that well, the one in particular that I'm thinking of, we got it under contract for 22. We should we should wholesale it for 28. 
Okay. Um, and we're, we're partnering with another guy here locally that has some buyers in California and Utah, actually. And um, uh-huh. so I'm in the middle of kind of refreshing my cash buyers list right now, starting to build some new relationships with guys. A lot of the investors I have are in my buyers list or already live here in St. Louis. And so I'm looking for some cash buyers from out of state that we can sell these properties as turnkey rentals. So we'll fix them up, put a tenant in there, get a good property management in place. And after taking vacancies and repairs and all that good stuff, property management and everything, we're offering these deals at 15% cash on cash return the first year. Ah, so okay. I'm looking, I'm right now, if anybody's listening, just go to our website and contact me. But we're looking for cash buyers that we can wholesale these properties as turnkey properties too. And the advantage, if you're an investor and if you're a wholesaler in your market wholesaling deals, you can sell these properties at a higher price if you can offer them as a turnkey rental property. So I make more money if I can package them together as a deal and sell them to an out-of-state investor. Most of the investors in my cash buyers list right now in St. Louis will buy them. They expect a bigger discount because obviously they're going to have to do all the work to fix it up themselves and get it rented. So um, I'm excited about this, and um, things, are, things are humming along. But these letters to the, to the Zillow for rent properties, but here's something that's interesting about it. And I think Chris Richter, our guest, is going to talk about this. A lot of the properties that we're going online in Zillow, looking up the ones that are for rent, looking up the owner's information, I would say probably 25 to 50% of those properties the owner's taxing address is the same as the property address, which means... Ah, so it's not an absentee. Right. So scoots beyond the radar. Exactly. And I'm bringing up people that no other investor is mailing to yet because they're not on the absentee owner's list. So for one reason or another, they've tried to sell it. They can't. They've resigned. They say, I'm just going to have to rent it out. They've got a property management company or a realtor, and they're now advertising the house for rent. So they're not showing up yet as an absentee owner in the lists. The house is vacant, and I'm sending them yellow letters. Now, a lot of times, though, I don't have their address, so I'll still send a letter to the house, and it hopefully gets forwarded. Um, but if not, it comes back, and we skip trace it. And a lot of times, the property what managers... for skip tracing? I have, oh, I forget the name right off the top of my head. I want to say errant, irant. Accurate? No, maybe, uh, no, it's something else. But I, Chris will. Chris can talk to us about that because he does that. I can pull it up later. While, while Chris is talking, I'll pull it up and look for it. But anyway, it's crazy. And so a lot of the realtors and property managers are actually getting my letters and calling me. And they're saying, hey, what's up? You know, we're saying, well, I'm an investor. I'm looking to buy these properties, some more properties in these areas. Would your client be interested in selling this house? Or probably not. And a lot of them will say, yeah, they'd like to sell it, you know, if the price is right or whatever. So we'll just start a conversation. And then I'll also go into dialogue with these realtors and say, hey, do you have any other clients that would like to sell their house right now but can't? I get the realtor's information. And we have about 75 emails right now from different realtors and property managers that we're getting this information from, just calling and dialoguing and networking. And we're sending emails every week to everybody on this little list that we have. Hey, this is Joe or Rick, whoever, sending it. Do you have any properties right now? Anything on your plate? Anything down the horizon? So every week we're sending a one or two sentence email to everybody and just asking them if they have anything. So we've been doing this for about a month now, and we're really starting to see 
a lot of emails coming back from these realtors saying, yeah, we got something or this, you know, we're not, we haven't put this on the MLS yet. Do you want to look at it first? So I'm excited about this. It's yeah, really- that's plain, plain old fashioned, good, hard work. Nothing wrong with that. But anyway, Nothing- that's, that's a long intro. We're about 10 minutes intro. And we yeah, haven't even- I think we've gone over on the good content meter. I think, uh, I think <laughs> there's going to be problems. Soon. Now let's go to some bad content. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what- hey, uh, anyway, we got a guest. His name is Chris Richter. Did I pronounce that right, Chris? Yeah, that's right. This guy uh, was introduced to me from um, a guy named Kent Clothier. Kent Clothier has, he's an investor. He, he, his claim to fame is um, Memphis Invest, a huge company out of Memphis that wholesales a ton of properties. They've got to be one of the biggest wholesalers in the country. Um, and he also has some different websites that he sells information products. A real good guy. I know Kent personally, and he's really smart, and he's, he's an authentic, he's a very authentic guy. Anyway, he was telling me about this guy, Chris, and he said, this cat will blow you away. He's so smart. <laughs> and he came up with this crazy system to find vacant houses. And it's an amazing thing. And so I started talking to Kent a little bit. Then I met Chris at a mastermind, and Chris was there. We talked, and he's been doing some webinars lately with Kent and really, this the system has exploded. I'm really excited about it. I have access to it. It's amazing. It looks really, really good. But Chris, first, let's talk about kind of your your background and your history into real estate. Before we get into this, how you're getting these vacant leads, and you're doing some things that I've never heard of before. What? Yeah, uh, okay. Talk a little bit about your uh, what you do before you got involved in real estate. Um, before I was in real estate, uh, I was an engineer for about five years. I did optical engineering, and we did, used to do work for you know scientists and create custom all, all kinds of junk for like NASA and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and we would make toys for scientists basically. Well, that explains then, why uh, you're so smart. <laughs> I think I think I'm probably have a better work ethic than I am bright. I went to school with some bright people. Uh, I, I studied physics, and you know I found out that I, I'm not the sharpest cat. Uh, out there, but I'm I'm certainly willing to work really hard. So, okay, so you were an engineer, yeah, um, doing some cool stuff. Then what? Yeah, um, well, I, I I did that for about five years, and I just I hated being poor um, because we worked off of grants, and so we were perpetually broke. I was like sleeping on my buddy's floors, and uh, you know, it, it it just sucks. Being poor is is not not a lot of fun. So I, I had some friends down in Charleston that were flipping property. And uh, I kind of didn't believe it because, I mean, if you're somebody that, that has a normal job and, and does all that and you hear these stories about people making money in real estate, it just kind of it kind of seems, you know, too good to be true. And uh, so I, I bought a plane ticket and I flew down south and there was this this young guy that was a friend of a friend and, you know, he was driving around in a nice car and hanging out at the beach, going to the pub in the middle of the day, oh. uh, you know, and I, I was... I was just blown away because I was working crazy hours, and so uh, I quit my job and uh, I, I bought a, a program back then called uh, it was like through Scott Reister, and it was like you know 800 buy now or something like that. And I just uh, I actually I took a, a job short term as a as a pharmaceutical sales rep because I figured I should learn how to sell something, and then I quit that about a year and a half into it because I just wanted to do real estate. And, you know, I, I spent a ton of money on marketing and learned that, um, you know, spending tons of money is not always the best way to get deals. 
and you know just kind of took some bumps but you know it ended up working out pretty darn well you know I, I ended up finding some really cool ways to go through the county and you know just through public records to find deals and so you know that that brought us here so this was a year and a half ago is that what you said uh, no, I started out in 2005. Okay. Uh, I, I quit my job in, in 2005. Uh, my family thought I was completely crazy because, you know, I had a company car and expense account, and I got to wear a suit and tie to work every day, which was important <laughs> to my family. <laughs> you know, and I quit and said I was in a flip houses. But, yeah, that was 2005, and, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still doing it now. And, actually, when you were talking at the beginning of this, I was thinking about how, you know, sometimes I just forget to be grateful that I really do get to work from home every day. You know, my, my daughter's downstairs and I can go see her for lunch and uh, my wife and I can go work from a coffee shop. I, I just, I forget sometimes, but yeah, we're, we're incredibly lucky. Do you want to know an easy way to just kind of jog your memory? Uh, you live yeah. near Seattle, right? Yeah. Okay, so just hop on a ride in your car at about 7 o'clock in the morning through rush hour and try to <laughs> and just try to go downtown, stay there all day and then come back about 4 or 5 o'clock. Yeah, you know, up until last year, uh, I have a one-year-old. And so, you know, up until last year, I had an office uh, downtown. And uh, I used to drive into the city. And it would take me, I don't know, about 45 minutes each way. And it's not that far, but just sitting in traffic. And, you know, at some point, I was just like, what am I doing this for? You know, yeah. I'd, I would so much rather have an hour and a half every day with my family at home. Uh, so I just closed it up and, and moved it back here. Good for you, man. Good for you. So you started real estate full-time about 2005. What were, or what are some of the deals that you're doing, and how did you maybe talk about uh, your progress or evolution into finding motivated sellers? Well, I, I started out, and, you know, I had mentioned I took that job in, in pharma, and uh, I had saved up uh, some money to do marketing because I figured I'd have to do marketing. And so my first year, I did a bunch of, like, television and, and radio and then eventually I started buying a lot of internet leads. I bought big billboards on the side of the freeway. Oh, wow. Uh, which <laughs> I never got any calls from. Um, now, Alex, but, Alex, if you're still with us, I know you're in New York. I'm at here. A, you've done that quite a bit yourself, haven't you, in the yes, past? Yes, I've, I've done um, some TV commercials, actually. And uh, never did billboards um, and never did radio, but did uh, pretty much just some TV spots. With a similar... With a similar brand, I think actually, are you talking about eight hundred buy quick? Eight hundred buy quick, yeah. That's what it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, and this, uh, I think I did one eight hundred quick cash, spelled the same way, K W I K. Did it work out? Did you have good results? Um, I think I got a bunch of calls, but I don't remember being able to nail anything particular to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had I had a lot of calls and and they came from all over the place because you forget the TV goes everywhere. But it was yeah. funny because people would call in and they'd always run during like Judge Judy or yes. you know <laughs> Jerry Springer, and so people would call in and I'd say, "Great, well, how did you find out about us?" And they'd always say, "Oh, I don't know," but you could hear Jerry Springer in the background. You're like, "Come on, dude, I hear it. I know you're watching Jerry Springer right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. I guess that's the time when people need to sell. They're watching Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I, I did some of that. I did a, a lot of internet. And, uh, you know, eventually, I, I like I like information. Uh, I, I like data. I like to crawl through Excel sheets and stuff. So 
Um, I just started going through and, and taking a look at you know what other people were doing, uh, what what buyers were buying, and you know I spent a I, I had a really hard time when uh, the market uh, collapsed. You know I, I had lost some properties. It was it was just not cool. Uh, I, I hate even thinking about it, but it was. It, it was not the best time uh, for me, but it, it did produce something because I uh, spent a lot of time just realizing that I had to get ultra serious about what I was doing um, because things had been very easy, and uh, I thought that that was how things were. I thought that you know you just worked a couple hours a day and money poured in, and uh, when when things turned a little bit, uh, it actually made made me tighten up my game. So. You know, I spent a ton of time inside the county records, going through, pulling out data, pulling out everything, and really crunching, crunching out numbers in an Excel sheet. And I found that I, I would chase a lot of code files, I'd chase uh, sewer liens, I would chase uh, all that kind of stuff to try and find uh, motivation. Yeah, um, which I still do, and I still think it's cool. But what, what I found was that the best, the best deals that I was getting, and, and kind of the common denominator for all of these things, was that they were all vacant. And uh, so I spent. Uh, years trying to figure out how to find just vacant properties without having to drive for dollars, uh, without having to, you know, and I, I mentioned this in, in the webinar, but I mean, I would sit outside and wait for the garbage man. I would just hang out on the street if I saw garbage cans out and wait for it to do the show up. No way. And, uh, yeah, so I, I'd see the garbage man. i pull over and hop out real quick and run up and say, hey, I know you're busy, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for vacant properties. If you know of any, I'll pay you a referral. Here's my card. Ice. None of them, <laughs> none of them ever called me. Uh, I did the same with mailmen. You know, I'd, I'd run up and, and say, "Hey, this is what I want. Here's my card." Uh, I think they probably thought I was crazy. Uh, I, I called all over. I called the city. I called, you know, I, I tried just about everything. And, and finally, I was able to find a place that would, uh, you know, give me like kind of a list, like half a list. And uh, then I had somebody write some software that would crunch that with uh, basically RealQuest. And, you know, it was super messy, but it worked. So, you know, that, that's how I kind of came into the, the original plan. Now, you were, were you buying and holding these properties with financing? What was your main acquisition strategy back before no. the market collapsed? Yeah, so before the market collapsed, yeah, I, I had bought a bunch of property. And uh, I, was, I was buying stuff, and some I would flip, and some I would hold. You know, after, I still, I still have some rentals, and, and they, they do okay. But... You know, after 2008, uh, I was just like, man, I, I'm through with this. I'm, I'm just wholesaling. And that's, that's actually been like a really, really good deal for me. Uh, I really personally like wholesale. It's very clean. Uh, I know, you know, some of the folks make a lot more money flipping uh, sometimes. But, you know, I've also done a lot of wholesale here where, you know, I'm like, well, I wonder how much that person made or, or lost because they went in and didn't understand a project. And uh, I think that's kind of me. You know, I'm not a contractor, and I don't understand it well enough to do it incredibly efficiently. So I just focus on what I'm good at, which is finding them. Now, are you doing deals mostly in the Seattle area? Yeah, there, there's a there's a tri county area here. There's like uh, three counties. There's Pierce, Nahomish, and King, and I work just in those counties because I know them. I understand them. So. Now, I'm curious to know a little bit more about your market because it's a competitive and expensive market, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, you know, the, the Pierce and, and Snohomish are not as expensive, but I think that the average price in, in the city of Seattle is like 400 And, you know, even in some of the uh, lower priced areas, it's, it's 200 or whatever. But it, it is super, super competitive. 
And, and I say that, and you know, that's just my experience because you know I've, I've never been anywhere else. So <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe this is t-ball. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I just tell myself that, but it it seems to be very competitive, and it seems like a lot of the techniques that I use, I'm not the only one that uses. And um, as far as the wholesale goes, I think there's a lot of people out there that really know what they're doing. But I've heard from people that from students and other people that I work with that it's really hard, if not impossible, to do deals in Washington State. And I've heard this, you know, in all what? different kinds really? of states. Yeah, Florida, California, Phoenix, Vegas. It's just too competitive. Every all these deals are being picked up by investors. I'm I'm only one of fifty people that are bidding on these properties, and you can't find any yeah. deals here. So, so, so that's true. Um, it, it's super competitive, but you know, I, I get deals all the time, and I, I think that that's kind of the the benefit, and it's why why I ended up creating this system is because you know, I would hear people in other markets talk about doing stuff on the MLS, and uh, I shouldn't say you can't do it. I'm sure you can, but I had always had a tough time um, finding stuff on the MLS because it gets bid so far up. You know, if something comes out here and it's a complete dump. And it's priced somewhat reasonably. It'll have 13 offers, you know. And you're just like, wow, I don't, don't want to do that. And so, you know, like you were talking about before, you know, I kind of want to be the only person at the table. And you know, by using the vacants, you know, nobody else was pursuing that. And especially if they're not listed as an absentee, a lot of times, <laughs> like last year, I would say that last year, at least 80% of the time, uh, on on all my deals, like we were the only ones at the table. You know, I have a property acquisition guy, so that's why I say we, but, you know, nobody else was talking to these sellers because nobody else was even aware that uh, they might have an interest. So um, that's been a, a huge advantage for us. So these properties you're finding are not on the uh, databases or records as an absentee owner. Is that what you're saying? Um, Some are. So, some are, but uh, so some aren't. And I, I think that what happens is they get treated like they're everything else and, and they're just not. A lot of times you'll have a, a vacant address or a vacant property uh, that, you know, the mail is going to that place. So, you know, most people get that back and they just throw it away. And and really, I mean, that's that's just gold. It is just pure gold because nobody else is talking to them. And and the chances are, I mean, if that place is vacant and they're not they still have mail going there, you know, maybe maybe they're off in the Caribbean. Like, you know, maybe they're down there with Alex, but the chances are they're probably not. The chances are that, you know, maybe they've moved into a retirement facility or a care facility or, you know, maybe they passed away and it hasn't been filed as a probate yet, uh, which is, is pretty common. You have people that just don't file probate, uh, but the owner is deceased. And uh, we had one last year where the woman didn't even think she could get anything for the property. She's like, well, we owe taxes. You know, we're just going to let it go to, to sale. And <laughs> that was a sweet deal for us. Wow. Uh, and to her, it was like pennies from heaven. She just thought, wow, I'm, I'm getting all this money. And, you know, I think we paid like 25000 or something. And she was to her, that was like, wow, yay, I get all this money. So uh, it, it's, been, it's been something that it has allowed me to, to not just stay alive in, in, a, in a tough market, but to, to thrive. So Now you're doing mostly wholesaling now, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love the wholesale. Okay, good. And then um, you're getting what your favorite marketing strategies is what because you're you're getting these really cool leads, and I'd like to ask you more about how you're getting them. But what are you doing with these leads once you get them? We do two things. I will send mail, so I, I, I do uh, a decent amount of direct mail. Um, usually, you know, anywhere between a thousand and two thousand a month, which isn't a ton, but uh, it's good enough to get deals. 
And then uh, we also go out and like I have sales guys that will go out and stick notes indoors, which is which is really efficient too. Stick notes indoors, like flyers. Oh, yeah. Doors of the, doors of the vacant houses or doors of just random subdivisions. No, we'll go to the we'll go you know we'll go find the owner and just go knock on their door and say hey what's up I noticed you got this place over here on Forty Second Street you want an offer on it? Well wait a minute wait uh, a minute so you, yeah. Your your door you're hiring. I remember talking to you about this. I forgot. You're you're going out and finding these vacant houses, and then you're going to find the owners of those vacant houses, and you're knocking on their doors. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right, then yeah, I mean it's efficient, right? That that's the owner, man. If you're standing there face to face with them, it's like the best letter ever. All right, so you're knocking on their door saying. Hey, I want to buy this other house. Are they asking you things like, you know, how on earth did you find me, or this is freaky, or? Uh, yeah, they say that. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> it, it depends. I mean, sometimes they're not surprised because, like I said, I mean, it, it's a it's a competitive market, and we're not the only ones that do that. So, a lot of time, you're not the first person to knock at their door. Sometimes you are. Sometimes you're the first person to actually talk to them. But you know, yeah, there's there's definitely people that say, you know, what are you doing here? How'd you find me? And we just, you know, tell them, hey, that's, you, this, is, this is our job. This is what we do. I've got somebody that wants to make an offer in this place, and they're just not leaving me alone. So help me out. Okay, cool, cool. You're, you're finding these vacant, uh, these vacant properties, sending letters, knocking on their doors. Anything else? No, I mean, that's really, that is my main, my, my mainstay right now. And I mean, while you guys were talking at the beginning, I was actually taking notes because I was like, wow, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I should be doing that. That's really good. So I've got my yellow pad in front of me with a bunch of notes here on, on, on Zillow and yellow letters. But, you know, really, that is, that's the core of, of my business. Like, you know, some people work the foreclosure. Uh, we work the vacant. All right. So talk a little bit about, if you can, I know there's some proprietary information you have on this stuff, but how do you find these vacant properties? We buy we buy lists and then we combine a bunch of lists. Uh, it's kind of the bottom line. And yeah, we don't we don't, of course, like expose our our IP to the world. But ultimately, I mean, we're just spending an enormous amount of money on uh, data from a whole bunch of different places and then combining it. I think we have like, uh, well, there's a couple million vacants just in the country. Holy smokes. More than that, more than two. So, and, and what's really funny about that is, you know, you hear about like the shadow inventory and stuff, but this is kind of in my, you know, my worldview, the, the shadow inventory of, of private sellers because people just don't know that these properties are vacant and they're available, uh, especially when you have a, a tight market. You know, like some of the markets that you were talking about are, are super tight for inventory. I think that, you know, we're, we're down like 40% year over year. And, uh, you know, you look down in California and some of those places are even tighter, but there is this huge inventory of vacant properties. Obviously, not every one of those is going to turn into a deal, but the the return is, is, is pretty good. So can you share a little bit about, well, okay, how about this question here? <laughs> how can uh, somebody who wants to do what you're talking about, what are some things they could do to start finding some vacant properties? Maybe show us the hard. How about this? Show us the hard way to do it, Chris. <laughs> the hard way? Yeah. Uh, I can give you a few of those. A great hard way that I've used and that I had success with is to go out and to drive every day. Just choose an area. So 
you know, you, you know what area you want. You know that you want to be down in uh, 98117 or something. Yeah. And so you hop in your car and you go get a cup of coffee and you whip out your yellow pad and you, you drive down the street and you look for, for properties that are vacant. And uh, you just write them down and take pictures. And then, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you come home and you take your, your 25 properties and you cut and paste them into Excel. And then you go down to the county records and you cut and paste all of the, uh, you know, the owner's information into your Excel sheet. And then you go to, uh, you know, whatever, whether Accurant or TLO or, you know, maybe Intellius or why the white pages, you know, and you cut and paste their info and into there and, and boom, you've, you've got a list and you can do like 25 uh, a day if you go out and drive every day. You're going to be a lot more cost efficient if you just ride your bicycle. Because <laughs> if you do that every day, you're going to pay a lot for gas. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's that. At the end of the day, that's that's a that's a, an efficient way to do things. Uh, and when I say efficient, I mean uh, it, it works. It's it's definitely not the, the most efficient. But you can also, and I had heard you guys talk about this in the past. You can also just uh, choose your neighborhood and uh, blast a zip code uh, with postcards or letters. If you, if you do postcards, they're probably going to throw a lot of them away. You won't get them back. But if you do. Uh, like actual letters and you spend a buck a piece, um, you can just send out, you know, 5,000 mailers and, and see which ones bounce back. And then once you have them bounce back, then you can go ahead, skip trace all those folks and, you know, resend those letters to the ones that bounce back. And when they bounce back again, you can do the same thing over again. I've done that method. You send out a whole bunch of mail and then just wait with, wait with, excitedness for all the, you know, the ones to come back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is exciting actually. Yeah, when you, you go to the post office and there's like they have like a big brown bag. I actually have a mailhouse and I go in there and they have a big brown bag full of envelopes. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So you're getting these properties now. You, you found a way to kind of hack the system. You're buying a bunch of lists. Um, you're probably getting some lists from county records, probably some lists, I'm going to guess, from companies, large companies well, that provide. Said- he said real quest, so that'd be core logic. They would have everything. Core logic, yeah. Yeah, we, we actually yeah, I mean core logic does have everything. Those guys are an enormous. They're just a monster. They're they're also kind of expensive, like like you had said. I mean they're but yeah, we, we get a discount and, and that's something that and that's part of the reason that working with Kent was so cool, uh, was because Kent already had I forget what the count is, but it's like over a hundred he he basically had every property in the country. I don't even want to throw a number out there, but it's like a hundred plus million or something like that of of properties. Um, and you know he had uh, the experience, and you know I went down there and, and shared what I had with him, and you know he was just real straightforward with me, and, and uh, you know we became partners, and it, it's been cool. But I mean he he had all that data already at a decent price, which I wasn't able to do myself. Wow. Okay, so talk a little bit about the uh, Find Motivated Sellers Now system. Um, what is it? In, what is involved? And, and we're going to send everybody a link to watch a webinar later on, hopefully shortly after we uh, release this podcast. So, because this is a product that you've spent hundreds of hours probably, and thousands, <laughs> thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars setting up and building. So, but yeah. this this is a system unlike I've ever seen before. And I'm really, really impressed with this. Talk a little bit about what it is and, and uh, how, when you approached Kent about this, what did he say? Yeah, well, what it is is, and this is just the beginning, it's, it's an evolving product, but 
Um, what it is is a collection of every vacant property in every city across the nation. And then there are a few spots, like if you live in you know the middle of nowhere, deep in, I, I don't know, Alaska, there might not be uh, data there, but you know 99% of the country or whatever is covered. And so let's say that you say you're in Los Angeles or you're in Florida and you say, okay, I'm in Tampa and I want to know every vacant property. Not only do I want to know every vacant property, I want to be able to find the owner. Um, so you would log in and you would type in your city and uh, after typing in your city, you would get a full list. And when you know, you just hit search and you can add high equity. So you can just say, I only want places that are vacant with high equity. So you can check that off too. You log in there, you enter your city, you enter your criteria, and you hit search. And right there at your fingertips is a list of every single vacant property, the address of the property, the address of the owner. And you can just go ahead and hit select all and hit export. And you can upload it to your own database, or if you're super lazy, you can just go ahead and send mail directly from there. So, you know, within a matter of a minute or two, you can have mail out to every single vacant property uh, in your area. It's it's really uh, very very pretty. It's very efficient. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And and really, like that that list uh, when I went down because, you know, for so many years, you know, for for. As long as I can remember, certainly since 2005, it's been, you know, people go out and do, you know, an, an out-of-state owner mailing or they do an absentee owner mailing uh, or maybe they mail foreclosure. But this kind of happens before all of that does. You know, typically with the deals that end up being foreclosures, the deals that end up being good absentees, they're all vacant beforehand. And so this is kind of being the first person in there, which is why you end up being the first person at the table and, and, and really the, the only person at that negotiation table. And so when I went down and showed it to Kent, um, you know, I went down there for a, a power day and I just told him, I said, hey, I'm, you know, I know you know more about real estate than I do, but that's not why I'm here. Uh, I want to show you, show you what, I've, what I'm working on. And, you know, he's got this big window in his front room that looks out at the ocean in La Jolla there. And he just threw me a marker, and I just started drawing on his window, and he was cooking something, and he just kind of stopped what he was doing. He was like, you, you have that data? I said, yeah. And I, he kind of didn't believe me. He's like, you know, can you get that everywhere? And I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> and he was like, hey, you can't get this everywhere. You can It was Kent. Uh, he's very direct. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I don't think that he believed me, but once, once I kind of showed him what was going on, and, you know, we sat down and, kind of figured out how we could uh, do it together. And so, you know, I, I've used a lot of lists. I, I've done a lot of marketing, and um, I've, I've never had any list that comes close to competing with this, just for return on investment. Awesome. That's really cool. That's funny. You had to you had to sign up for his power day to get his attention. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's doing a lot of things. He's, he's, he's got, you know, a lot on his plate. And if you want to, you know, if you want to get, get some feedback, you know, you got to, yeah. Had to get in there. But it worked out. Oh, good for you, man. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Well, Chris, listen, we got a lot of people on this podcast here that are new beginning investors and they're like, Man, I can't I can't spend any money on getting leads. I'm kind of broke bootstrapping it. And sure. you know, what recommendation and advice would you give to some beginning investors who want to do more marketing? And maybe are are okay with doing some of the hard work of finding vacant properties. What kind of advice would you give to some beginning investors, Chris? If if I had some advice to to give to somebody that was just starting out, I know that you guys have 
uh, a program that you can download and work with. And also, I mean, just the information that you give away on your podcast and um, really, there's there's other there's other people out there too that give away information. But I, I think that if somebody just sat down and listened to uh, you know your podcast with a pen and paper and took notes and then went out there and did it, I know for a fact that as somebody that does enough deals, there's plenty of information there to go do it. It's just a matter of really getting out there and deciding that you're going to do it and doing it. I mean, there's plenty of different courses that you could buy. There's all kinds of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think it's just about doing it. That's good advice. <laughs> you know, by the, <laughs> I mean, way, by the way, there's a, a friend of mine. Well, a lot of you guys know Todd Toback in the No Limits Investing Podcast. He's done a couple do-or-die podcast sessions with his brother named Tom, who lives in Florida. And this is a guy who lost his job a month before Christmas. And his back's against the wall. He's been seeing his brother have a lot of success. And uh, he contacts his brother and says, okay, I want to do real estate now. I want to learn how to flip properties. And so his brother says, all right, I'll coach you and help you to do it. And we're going to do it live on this podcast series. And anyway, so now six months later or so, I mean, he's just tearing it up. He's doing really, really well. I talked to him the other day. But it took him about two months. And he tells his story how it was like, really frustrating and hard for him to get off the ground and to do his first deal. Mm -hmm. And it sounds easy when Chris is saying, you know, just do it and, 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 and it'll happen. But he listened to one of our podcast episodes and it was, a, I don't remember which one, but it was an episode with Chris Chico. Chico, if you just go to our website, realestateinvestingmastery.com and look up Chico, C-H-I-C-O, we talked a lot about that on that, and I completely forgot about that episode. And that was when he listened to that, it really kicked him in the butt and it got him in gear and he started actually making offers, even though he didn't understand all of the steps and how it was all going to work out, even though he didn't understand and, and have all of his questions answered. He said, You know what? I'm going to forget about the what ifs. He said, It's like having a professor versus a karate instructor teaching you. And Whoever you're learning real estate from, it should, you should not look at them as a professor, somebody that's going to just teach you, that will answer all your questions, but you'll never implement anything. You're just there to learn. You need to look at real estate, the guys who are teaching you this stuff. You pay a lot of money for coaches and a lot of money for these courses. You need to think of those guys as a karate instructor. When they tell you to kick your feet in the air, you're going to do it. When they tell you to do 11 push-ups, you're going to do it. And when you know, So... There's a, there's a world of difference, and so I, I, it just made me think about that when you were talking. How, yeah, I... Go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say, and, and, you know, as far as the, the, the taking the two months, I mean, I, I don't mean to sound flip when I say just do it, because, you know, somebody, somebody that when I first started out told me that real estate is simple, but it's not easy. And it, it's, it's something that you have to, you know, just commit to doing, and if it takes two months, if it takes six months, I mean, if you, if you decide that you're going to do it, it will work. Uh, I, I think that a lot of people, you know, just don't, don't fully commit. And uh, if, you, if you actually just decide that you're going to do it and you go do it, you're going you're gonna to do it. Well, very good, Chris. We're going to be uh, sending out a, some emails real soon, right after the release cool. of this podcast, with uh, some instructions on how to watch a webinar you did with Kent, talking more about the system. Well, you know, for, for what it's worth, Joe, I, I mean, I just right, wanted to I'm say... Back. Oh, there he is. The sh <laughs> now the show can go on. Sorry, Chris. No, no worries. 
What were you saying, Chris, real quick? Well, I was just going to say to both of you guys, I mean, I... I'm really grateful that you guys asked me to come on. I mean, I listen to the podcast all the time. So uh, when, when I met you, Joe, and I was like, I mean, I was like, wow, that's that's Joe McCall right there. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I, I was really I was really honored to, to that you uh, asked me to come on because you know this this is all new to me. I've just been operating my own little space. So, well, good for you, man. Good for you, Alex. Do you have any questions for Chris? Uh, no, it's just an awesome system that he's got, and. Uh... I'm looking forward to using it myself. You don't have it already? <laughs> not yet. I just got <laughs> back to the country. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really good. I have not mailed to it yet, but I will be mailing to it next week. Maybe on our next podcast, um, I'll bring it up. I've already downloaded about, I think, three or 4,000 names in my two counties, and uh, which is awesome, which is really awesome. And I like how you can pull the – you could even pull only the owners that are out of state. And uh, you can also pull only the properties that are free and clear or have high equity. You can also exclude the commercial properties. Um, so you, mm-hmm. it's a good, it's a really, really good list. And good for you, Chris, for putting that together. I know you've worked really, really hard in doing it. Yeah. But there's still... And then Kent and Heather, too. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's definitely not all me. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, cool, man. Thanks a lot. Guys, we didn't even talk about at the beginning of the show our, pod, our, our website where you can get our Fast Cash Survival Kit. Is it still free, Alex? I think it's still free. We need to charge for it. I got it for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, we'll give your money back if you don't like it. Right. Double, triple. <laughs> you can go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, realestateinvestingmastery.com. And you know what else? Guess what, guys? I have a new thing. Let me open up this website where you can text your email to this phone number and we will automatically send you the uh, Fast Cash Survival Kit. And if you text the word, oh, where is, I should have had this up here. Okay, if you, yeah, here it is. You ready? This is brand spanking new, guys. All right. If you text the word fast and your email address to 38470, we will send you automatically the Fast Cash Survival Kit into your text, and you can look at it on your phone or get it on your computer or whatnot. So I know a lot of people listening to this are driving. I'm not saying that you should text and drive, you know, but just we're making it an easy way for you now. If you text the word FAST and your email address to 38470, again, 38470, we will get you the Fast Cash Survival Kit. And I also have a new phone number where you can call and leave a message. Maybe you have a, a comment for the show, a question for the show. You want to tell us how much you hate the show or how much you love the show. You can call this number, leave a message, and we will maybe even play it on a future podcast episode. Or we can, we can uh, answer your question. Okay, the phone number is 314-256-2565. Again, 314-256-2565. If you call that number, leave a message, have a question for you want us to talk about on the show, if you want to leave us a review or a comment, if it's good and, we, and if it's not profane, we might play it on the show. And you can also just call that number and leave your email address, and we will email you the Fast Cash Survival Kit. So um, really good. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody. We'll see you all later. Have a good one. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.